Our text today, well, you'll see. From Luke 21, starting at the 25th chapter, comes this word from Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on earth, distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day does not catch you unexpected like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. But be alert at times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and stand before the Son of Man. In Jeremiah, in the 33rd chapter, starting at the 14th verse, has this to say. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I hope you were listening to those texts. Certainly, at least on their surface, not the most uplifting of any of the words that you have heard from this pulpit. Days are surely coming when all hell's going to break loose. Does that seem right to you? Probably should. All hell is breaking loose in our world. War and famine and disease and pestilence and pandemic. What's a pandemic? Boy, we didn't know what that was until a few years ago. 
You remember when John was up here and we were doing that interview and he said that the people he works with are very angry and a lot of that stems from their fear and anxiety. We live in a world full of fear and anxiety. And doesn't it seem strange to you that our text finds the need to remind us of that? Why? Why does Jesus need to say, the days are coming when, when it's going to be bad. There's going to be earthquakes and floods and family's going to turn against each other and you're not going to like it. You've got to know where that comes from, though. That text happens right before Jesus heads to Pilate to be crucified as the Savior of the world. The Jeremiah text happens in the midst of the exile of the people when God, through Jeremiah, is saying, yes, things are bad, but have hope in me. I made you a promise, and I am going to keep it. We don't sing that song here. We're not cool enough. Waymaker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. That's what he's talking about. This is who the Messiah is, the one who makes a way for us, the one who brings us light in a dark world. And that, of course, is what Advent is, a time of light. We get lighter and lighter. the darkness of the world fades. But we have to remember a couple of things at Advent. First of all, Advent reminds us of our history, a time when things were bad, when people were exiled, when we lived in sin. Advent reminds us now that Christmas is coming, that we will celebrate again a baby, a God-man born as a child in the middle of nowhere, celebrated by peasants, who rises up to be the Messiah, the Christ of the world, to save us all from our sins. But there's a third part, don't forget, that Advent also celebrates the coming again of the Christ. Jesus has promised to return and bring glory to all those who believe. And in the meantime, all hell going to break loose. In the midst of this text, even though it's hard to see from its beginnings, Stands a message of hope. Now, 
I said in the children's sermon that the kids wishing for their presence is the same as what we do in Advent. It really isn't. When I say, I hope my team wins, well, first of all, my teams aren't winning this year, so we all know that that's just not going to happen. If Penn State or Nebraska loses one more game by single digits, I'm going to cry. I hope my team wins. Okay, that means it would be nice if something happened that I wish might happen. But when I say I hope in Jesus' promises, that means I know that Jesus has made a promise and Jesus will keep that promise. It's going to happen. I don't have to unwrap the present on Christmas morning to find out that I got a new ditch digger. And I'm telling you right now, if you don't have a ditch digger under that tree, it's going to be a bad Christmas. (laughs) I don't have to unwrap the present of hope in Jesus. Jesus has made us a promise, and Jesus will keep the promise. God said to the people of Israel, I will restore you through David's line. And here comes Jesus to bring us restoration. Jesus himself says, I will be a light in the darkness. Believe in me and find the light of hope for your life. All Hell is breaking loose in our lives. Our, our, we're, we're, our finances are a mess. Our marriages are a mess. Our kids are a mess. Our relationships are a mess. Our past is ugly. And Jesus is standing saying, stop worrying about that. Stop filling your lives with anxiety and fear and start to believe in the hope that I offer because through that hope you can be restored. You can have life anew. It doesn't have to be like it always was. There is hope and light in our world. I have a friend who has gone to Israel-Palestine at least 10 times in her life. And on one of those trips, she was with a man who was a Holocaust survivor. And they went to Palestine, and he said, I can't stay here. He left the trip midway. He said, this is more miserable than anything I ever saw in Germany. The way these people are forced to live is inhuman and inexcusable. Palestinians live with garbage being thrown on them all the, every day. They're constantly harassed by the Israeli military. Their lives are dark. Well, there is a story about one of our Presbyterian missionaries, a man who pastors of Presbyterian Church in Palestine. 
who went on the eve of Orthodox Christmas. In to get the light of Christ as they were bringing it out of the world. You see, the arch, what does he call it? The arch cantor, the archbishop of the Orthodox Church goes into the Church of the Holy Sepulcher every year and he sits and he prays and then he brings the light of Christ out into the world, literally, and it is passed from person to person to person. And all the churches in Jerusalem rejoice at the light of Christ coming into their world. It used to be all the churches in Jerusalem and Palestine rejoiced. But because of the blockades, the Palestinians were unable to get the light. They were living in darkness. And so this Presbyterian missionary pastor went into the city of Jerusalem. He was harassed some as he was going in, leaving Palestine to go. But as a Presbyterian, they let him pass. gathered the light of Christ from that gathering of all those orthodox people. And he sought to bring it back into Palestine. But the blockades were strong. They literally took his car apart, dismantled the trunk, dismantled the gas can, dismantled the inside of it. It took hours and hours to go through every piece of this car, and he worried the longer it took, the more chance of the light going out and the people being left in darkness. Oh, things are bad. All hell is breaking loose and darkness all around. He got his car put back together and he went through the blockades. They finally let him pass and he took to all the Orthodox churches in Palestine the light of Christ. And for them that year, they could finally celebrate Christmas the way they thought it was intended to be. when all seems dark. The light of Christ still finds a way to break through and bring us hope. No matter how bad it looks, Christ will keep his promises to bring us light. Thanks be to God. Amen.